It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's one goal here and one promise I made to Mrs. Ford is winning. For that to happen, everyone needs to be on the same page to be in the best position with the right plan. Every person in this building has a job to do, and each job is important. If we can get one step better every day, that's putting this organization in the right direction. Donald steps up in the pocket, now throws. It is picked up by Rice. Comes back right side. Inside the 10. It is Quadre Diggs to the 5. To the house. Touchdown to Quadre. Oh my God, it, it is Sir Mix-a-Lot booty thick. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions podcast post-game show with your hosts, Chris and Case. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast live post-game show. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my gorgeous friend and co-host, Sandman. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Win today. <laughs> Big time win. Big win. It was huge. No one, no one predicted that. No one said we were coming out three, four weeks ago with a win out of Philly, and baby, we did it undefeated already. It's big. It's big. We're going to talk about what happened today. There's some ups. There's some downs. There's some goods, some bads. We'll we'll talk about that. We have a roundtable discussion, and we're going to be taking your calls. It's going to be a great show. You ready to go, Sam Man? I'm ready. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. A couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Giggity Guam. And, of course, our very first donor, Mathis. Uh, looking out at Brian B, Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail. Thank you, brother, for joining us. And you can join all those folks and everybody else in the awesome Slack chat by signing up for the support on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Set up with as little as a dollar a month, and you too can get access to the Slack, some pre-show information, insider stuff, some good stuff uh, some folks know about already that you don't. But uh, it's all kinds of cool stuff. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there as little as a dollar. You can give more. You don't have to only stick at a dollar. You can give $100,000 a week or a month. It's monthly, so you wouldn't have to it wouldn't be a weekly, so don't worry about that. Uh, anyway, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Also, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast. It's the very best place to see Sandman. With no pants on. That's right. That's and I definitely have no pants on today. I can't wait. I can't wait to see you doing jumping. Keep jacks. the camera up here. <laughs> Keep it up here. <laughs> My eyes are here. 
<laughs> exactly perfect perfect <laughs> subscribe to us on the youtube you know where that's at youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast and uh hit the button for notifications so you know when we go live and when our videos go up Had a little bit of a slower week this last week because uh the real the real world came crunching in but we'll get back to you don't worry uh, rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find us five stars. We love those five-star reviews. Helps us move up the charts. Helps everyone see us and find us when they're looking for good Lions content. All right, we got all that out of the way. Let's roll. This is no time for a quick release. We're going deep. Yes, we are going deep. We had a big game today, a game that we weren't supposed to win. There's a team I think you may not be familiar with them called the Eagles. Um, they've always been a little bit of a pain in the in the rumperoid for this team, for this Lions team, haven't they? And uh, they didn't change today. It feels like we always play in Philadelphia when we mm-hmm. play them. But um, ooh, that first half saved the day for us, didn't it? Yeah, you know, the, the Lions looked a little lost on defense at the beginning there. But uh, the offense came on strong. Obviously, Agnew had his, you know, I saw in the chat, redemption arc. Yeah. which is true. You know, he had two very good returns today. Um, yeah, I'm just completely shocked by this. I'm completely shocked by this season as a whole. You know, I, I took, uh, when we tied in game one this year, mm-hmm. I, that was a loss to me because that was one of our winnable games in the first half of our season. Right. All the rest of these games looked awful. You know, I'm, I'm never going to say that nobody can win a game in the NFL because there's, you know, too much parity. But these last two games, first the Chargers and the Eagles, looked like losses on paper. Yeah. And here we go. So now that tie is not looking as bad. But whew, shocked. <laughs> uh, Darren, uh, or sorry, Brandon, puts up a good question in the live chat. And I'm going to live chat early just because because we can. But uh, <laughs> how many of you all thought this game was lost on that block field goal? <laughs> right? How many? You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's like we're I think we're just conditioned. Right. Something like that happens. It's done. It's over. There's no coming back from that. You know, that that's the a lost game. And it almost was, but not today. Not today. It was not a loss. It was uh, very inspiring. A lot to talk about. And I think uh, Darius Slay, um, the injury, um, his play beforehand, he was in the right place at the right time to pick up that ball. But he was he was looking like the early Slay of last week, too. There was some a lot of misplays on his part. Um, we'll probably talk about this during the week, but I've brought this up about players pushing for their contracts early and it's, it's often them knowing that the, the tank might be a little lighter on gas than they thought. Um, two weeks in a row from slay like this makes me a little nervous. I don't, I, by no means do I think the guy's washed up, but, um, it starts to fill a pattern. I mean, we see it with snacks too. I mean, he has, he has played, he played well today, actually in a, in a number of cases and they played away from him a lot. And that's just the fact that who he is and where he's playing, right? He doesn't always have the flashy plays to, um, to kind of stand out. You have to kind of watch him, especially at that, that, that position. But, um, a couple guys you, you worry about when they go early for the money. I always go back to, uh, James ahead of right? <laughs> when he yeah. tried to pull that and it was, um, just not, not good. So we got that. We got Agnew. Um, my God, what a, what a flip. Um, it, I, I said last week he would not be on the team this week, and he was on the team this week, and he came and he stepped out, and I got to give him a ton of credit, and, and Matt Patricia, too, for standing behind him, and um, wow, what a turnaround, right? That's that's a great yep. story. Uh, we'll talk about that, and then there's something else I want to talk about um, in all this great stuff. There's something I saw today uh, from Matthew Stafford that was a little concerning. A lot of his 
passes came in low or short. I didn't see the the zip and the power on the ball a lot of the times when he was out there like we usually see from Matthew. Is it just a couple of plays where that happened? Is this something we're going to start seeing coming out of him? I have seen him trying to throw a little more touch balls this year. Um, I don't know if that's part of it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. So, what uh, what are your big takeaways from today, there, uh, Sam? Man, sorry, I'm you know, the, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this team just seems resilient. You know, uh, one of the biggest things that Caldwell brought into the locker room was like a a calmness, right? Mm -hmm. And we saw that with all those fourth quarter comebacks, nobody seemed too bothered by anything. And, and the last two weeks, that's kind of how the Lions have looked again, where, you know, things maybe don't go their way, but the defense doesn't stop playing or the offense doesn't stop. Um, You know, they know what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And they just go out and execute and they kind of do what they need to do. And to me, that's the exact opposite of what we saw last year. Mm-hmm. The exact opposite. We saw a lot of things not going our way early, and then it would just snowball out of control. Yep. And that really hasn't been the case this year so far. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's a team that has um, that you said the resilience is, is absolutely that. And, the, and they've been in situations this year that they would not have prevailed any other year. Right. There's a different attitude. And then also uh, there's just something I'm, I'm going to talk about with this team and um, and Patricia and the coaching style and kind of a little bit of the, the Belichick tree thing. Um, the beginning of the season, I don't want to say the games aren't for winning, but there's a lot of observation and uh, honing that goes on. And they like to take the wins where they can. We're three three games in and we haven't had a loss. And after five, we would if we would have said that we had two wins after five games, we would have been ecstatic after the the front end of that the way the front end of that schedule looks like. And now we're two and a half wins <laughs> after three games. That's a lot better than anyone expected, guaranteed. Uh, I don't care who you are. So feeling good about that. Let's um, let's bring up the the phone number for folks because I know they want to call and had a lot of people calling last week. So. Uh, it's uh, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384. we got one coming in already, and uh, this is a good guy. I know him, Brett Cousineau. Cousineau, how you doing, man? All right, how's it going, Chris? Oh, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> oh, I know, me too. I'm, like, so ecstatic. My uh, my oldest son and I, we're losing our minds down here when uh, Wentz came up short in that fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm um yeah. that was not expected. That was not expected, right? Once he started yeah, running, it no. was like, here we go again. Yep. Oh yeah. I th- I totally thought he was gonna get it. I'm like, oh my god, how are we doing this again? But uh yeah, I'm I I, I tell you, absolutely love the game. And and by the way, I'm at least eight beers into it. No, I didn't um, ask. I forgot. <laughs> thanks for thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh absolutely I love the game. I, I'm really irritated they let them back into it because I really thought they had an opportunity to shut the door when we were up by 10. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I was like, this is, you know, this could just be a done deal. But um, so I guess what I'm looking at most is I kept watching the entire game. I'm watching the D line and I'm like, I know we got a couple of sacks, but those were straight coverage sacks. And I don't know what you guys saw. How are we not getting pressure on it on the quarterback? Like at all. We don't have any pressure guys. We literally don't have any. It's uh, Mike Daniels and like kind of Canard, but even then he he doesn't really ever blow somebody up and get a sack, you know, quickly. Um, 
you know, that's just, it's kind of the name of the game. You know, at the beginning of the year, I'm sure a lot of people will remember I wasn't too fond of the Hawk pick because we knew that, you know, our defensive line could be an issue as far as getting to the quarterback. And if our back end continues to hold up like it has been, it's not the end of the world. We're obviously winning games like that. But against super elite quarterbacks, we are going to have some troubles for sure. So that's my question. Is it by design? Is it possible that that pressure isn't always getting home because the entire design of it is we've set it up to where we're going to have it covered? And so the pressure is going to make him make a play that we know we've already got covered. I'll say right now it's set up as cover and contain. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's the plan, but that's what they're running, and it's been good enough so far. Yeah, yeah. I think the you know I think the what we're seeing now the cover and contain, like Chris put it, um, is due to our lack of actual pass rushers. You know, if we're not going to get there without blitzing, Patricia doesn't want to blitz. He's never really blitzed. That's not his mo. Um, okay. So if we don't get there, then the guys are probably just there to make sure the quarterback doesn't escape, doesn't do too much. And, you know, because most quarterbacks have a timer in their head anyway. You know, sure. there aren't very many Aaron Rodgers out there that'll hold a ball for 10 seconds because he can. Right. You know, so there, there, there's still a clock going, but it's it's definitely going to be concerning, especially later on in the year. We need we need Deshaun Hand back and we need him back like right now, right now next week, preferably. Yeah, oh, I absolutely agree. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, and you guys think about this when you go to hand out game balls later in the week or something like that, but Mike Ford coming in for Slay, and I, I can't believe that he was able to hold down his position. I really thought they were just going to torch us. So yeah. that was absolutely phenomenal. That guy was able to just stand up. and. Can you die. imagine, though, and this is this is the downside of that, if he was having to cover um, – um, the 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 fast <laughs> guy who's injured, uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Or Alshon Jeffrey. Would have been over. Yeah. Or Alshon yeah. Jeffrey. Right. Either one of them out there. They, right. It could have. It would have been a completely different game. Uh, obviously, right. Slay needs to get better. It looked like a hamstring to me. I'm I'm not yeah. sure. I didn't see. Uh, I think that's what they said. Okay. Right. Um. But when they went right at Ford when he came in. I was like, don't tell me this idiot committed pass interference, and they called it on offense. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you just recreated every Lions fan in that moment. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. I just want to call in. It's been a while since I talked to you guys, so enjoy the post game. Enjoy the undefeated uh, three-game <laughs> season. It's pretty awesome. It's beautiful. So, <laughs> Two oh one. How do you do that? I don't. Yeah, I, I, it's it's awesome. Thanks, Brett. And hey, man, thanks for everything in support of the show. And I mean, he's donated prizes and everything else. He's he's a really awesome dude. Thank you so much, oh, dude. Appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. Love you guys, man. All right. Have a good one. Love you too, we'll see you later. All right. All right. That's good. It's good. We get Brett in. That's cool. All right. Uh, yeah. Again, two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. We'll take your calls. We'll get you on, uh, Colin. Is is here now? I know it because he's he texted he texted me and said, "Damn it, I'm trying to call. I can't get it. This is my number. Watch this number. What's up, Colin? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> All right, how many drinks are you in? Oh man, I got a couple <laughs> bottles down. I think already. <laughs> 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 I was with the boys today. We had a little Lions party. Uh, we couldn't make All it right. on the road. I've been. Uh, I was. I was down in Arizona. Uh, obviously there last week. So um, excited. Big win, 
uh, obvious uh, cardiac cats type win, but uh, we got it done when we had to. Yep. Um, going into the game, I was saying it's going to show a lot about the regime, going to show a lot about Patricia, and uh, hey, we came out with the win. So, I and am. Sam, man, what's up, brother? Nice, <laughs> How's it going? Colin, Colin's the guy that that far outbid everybody on the uh, the dinner with Sam and Case and I at uh, during the training camp thing. We went out to Roos Chris. <laughs> And I uh, had a, had an absolute blast, and uh, so yeah, thanks again for that, <laughs> man. All, all for St. Jude. That was that was great. And folks, just yeah, just yeah. just as a sidebar, we're doing St. Jude again next year, and we've got some huge. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm when I say huge, like usually it's like really big for us kind of stuff. This is big for. I don't care if you're the biggest radio station in Detroit. This is big shit kind of prizes showing up. We got some real people coming in, some real things. You guys yeah. get your keep start saving your pen, your not your penny. Start saving your dollars How now. About, uh... <laughs> How about Dean showing out, showing out for us today? Yeah, <laughs> I'm at the party and I said, you know, I met, I met him, you know, at the at the uh, the thing at the uptown grill, and I was like, they're all like, oh, Dean, you know, he's a cowboy, you know, they're all talking about the picked up flag, and I was like, listen, this guy loves Detroit now. Watch, and then you know, he supported us two times in a row with those calls. So I was like, all right, here we go. Dean's our man. I'm telling you, if you haven't <laughs> seen the it. redemption That's video, it. go give it a look, right? <laughs> give it a watch. It's awesome. So I got a, awesome. I got a little bet with a Packers fan, uh, for more wins in the division. I got him to give me four to one odds, uh, Ooh, wow. hundred bucks. So if, Ooh. if, if the Lions get it done, I said it's going for charity and it'll be going to St. Jude as well. So oh, that's sweet, dude. So hopefully our, hopefully our Lions can get it done. And, uh, I mean, uh, I'm I'm feeling nice. Two zero and one. Like, you... I, like I said on my little Twitter video, there undefeated. <laughs> right, so. yeah. What are you thinking about um, about Agnew? Where, where's your head at on him? Because I'm I'm my, I'm scrambled what? now. I, man. I was in Arizona. He dropped the punt right in front of me in Arizona, and I turned to one of my friends, and he looked at me at the same time, and we dropped a little scissor clip. <laughs> and then last week, obviously with that, and they kicked the ball short to him this week on purpose to start the game. That that is no doubt in my mind, and sure. he ran it back down their throats. I was surprised to see Amendola out there first on the punt return, yep. and then later on in the game uh, when Agnew was out there, uh, that surprised me as well. But I, I think that just sort of uh, shows Patricia he's got his confidence in Agnew at this point. So um, I mean, that was my, what was that? That was our last punt return since what 2012, the snowball yeah. game, yeah, with, been... uh, Jeremy Ross, right? So, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, Jeremy Ross. <laughs> who knows, man? At this point, uh, I mean, next week, next week's going to be tough. We'll see how the injuries pan out with Daniels and Slay. But I mean, like you guys were talking about earlier, it's 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 house money at this point. So yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Chiefs Chiefs are going to be Chiefs are going to be a really tough team next week. But yep. if we show out there in Detroit, obviously the crowd's going to be pumping. If we get Slay back, see how Daniels is, and obviously Patricia's shown in the past, like look what he did with the Rams last year. He had that little game plan that that Belichick took and said, yep. you know, I sort of tailored to that. If, if we can hold it and and keep the clock going and and have the run game going, then I'm not I'm not marking it off as a loss. But at this point, I mean, I'm ecstatic at where we're at. And uh, anything other than a playoff berth, I'd be uh, obviously really disappointed. So. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna get moving moving here, but uh, all right, boys. Give you your give you your little lady a, a, a salute for me. Say hey, okay. I'll uh, I'm gonna keep drinking into the wee hours now. So. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right buddy. Boys. We'll talk to you. <laughs> bye bye. Take care. Bye.
All right, another call already in here. Uh, I just really quick before we pick it up, I do want to point back to uh, Brandon had another one in the in the Slack uh, or in the chat, the live chat here. Uh, Lions and Tigers haven't won on the same day since 2014. I hadn't realized that. That's a long time. So good good news there for Detroiters. And then um, also a question: Which jersey is that? Is that a Spielman jersey you're wearing? Oh no, it's a DeAndre Levy jersey. Oh okay, rolling it back. I thought you were repping the the CTE out there. <laughs> I'm gonna go plane walking later, so I figured I'd. <laughs> Rep the jersey. Uh, so I can I can see like some of these calls. I can see the name John. How you doing, brother? How many you had so far today? Hey Chris, how you doing? How many you had so far? Me, I'm on my first. How about you? Oh, you asked me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, six. <laughs> Ooh, nice. coming in. That's less than last week. I have a sick kid to deal with, so I had to dial it back. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it going, man? I feel like 103 fever. I'm like, you know. Just chill and root for the Lions, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> so what do you? Think I had a hundred and three degree fever too from this game. Right, my heartbeat was about up there. Yeah, yeah. Twenty. If 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 you well, never mind. <laughs> if you were taking my temperature that when when it wasn't under my thumb, I'm not sure if I would have crushed the, the thermometer or, or shot it out like a bullet. Because <laughs> it was it was I had, a, I had a firm grip on the on the couch cushion. We'll put it that way. What do you think, man? What did you see out there? What was good? What was bad? Wins a win. Uh, my this is my sister's birthday game. Last year it was the Patriots game. Nice. Uh, so she was just texting me all the time, like "Happy birthday to me." Uh, <laughs> what something good would break our way. So I'm gonna give her the credit on that one. Uh, the things that I liked were um, you already mentioned it. Patricia Trust and Agnew. I think that isn't just about that, but that sends a message to the whole team. Yeah, sure does. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um. The big thing I wanted to say was kind of just the mental toughness of this team. I feel like these first three games, they're three games that previous Lions teams would have found a way to lose. Yep. It's Each one feels that way, you know? And, and that's how I felt in that first Cardinals game when it went to overtime. I'm like, this is a, this is a loss. This, I've seen this story a hundred times with the Lions. Um, and yeah, they found a way to tie it, and it felt bad. But now looking back, I think, I mean, that's a game I feel like previously we just we lose those kind of games. Yep. And squeaking out with a tie and then getting two wins here, it's just a, it's just kind of a new thing where this team seems to be able, normally where they would break down and kind of fold, they haven't been doing that. And that's great to see. Yeah. And we got Riz back on the on the show this coming week, and we will definitely hold his feet to the fire on that 5-11 and 11 prediction. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard. get to 5.5 before we do that. Just you know, <laughs> avoid any... You know, tempting of fate. Oh, no, you can't be superstitious, man. Those teams were bad. Let's let's be (laughs) honest. The teams and the culture and, I mean, we still have to shake some of the fan culture out too, right? I mean, we have to understand as fans that things are changed for this team. This team isn't automatically going to lose those games like like today. And and this is a game that they would have lost historically. They would have gone in there. That block would have happened. Um, the Eagles would have come down and either kicked one and tied it and sent us to overtime and won it, or or won it on on you know the catch that was an OPI, wherever else, right? They would have mm-hmm. won that game historically, and a lot of people gave up when when that yeah. stuff was going down today. And we got to get used to not doing that. I'm telling you. I mean, you can always worry, but we talked a little bit. Uh, Flounder talked about it on the on the show. You know, he was in uh, um, he lives in. Um, Washington and Steelers will get blown out or barely eke one in that they should have won by a mile. And they're like, Oh, we better learn from that one. Right. That's, that's an attitude. I think hopefully by the end of this season, 
fans will be able to start adopting an expectation of winning rather than this expectation that things falling apart and the and the wall the wheels coming off. But um, I, I gotta I gotta tell you, I was I was pretty confident ahead of this game about KC coming in. Um, but after seeing kind of what happened with uh, Kansas City today, um, my confidence is wavering a little. I mean, it was they they only beat uh, Baltimore by five at home. And, and and we've mm-hmm. got them in our house now, right? So yep. that means something. But that KC team's for real, man. And uh, Slade's got to play, and these guys got to ball out. They've got to ball. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take the fans. It's going to take the players. It's going to take the coaches. It's going to take all the mojo and superstition <laughs> point in the right way for this team to come out. I mean, it, I think there's a chance, but I'm not feeling quite as confident as I was. And I hope to God if we don't win that game that folks are just, like, okay with it, right, and and not – I, th- I think next week is the is the one game that if we lost and people got upset about it, it would blow me away. That's a game we are not supposed to win. I would say that almost nobody's supposed to win against the Kansas City Chiefs. There's probably two or three teams in the league that, you know, they lose and they're like, ah, we, we could have had them. So if we do anything, if we lose by two points, if we win, it's all going to be good for me. I just want to see what Patricia has dialed up, um, you know, see how he prepares for Kansas city and all their speedy guys. And, you know, without our pressure, you know, what, what is he going to do? So it'll be interesting. It'll be, uh, you know, a good learning experience for us fans about this team. Yep. Yep. All right. Hey, John. Oh, go ahead. Jen. Right. So to win that game, Slay has to be back. So that's a big oh, question. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. not having, well, looks like maybe no Daniels and probably still no Deshaun hand with that elbow. Like, I'm not. I'm not worried if we lose that Kansas City game. You know, they. You know, they're a good team. Nobody expects us to win that game. And if we're going to be about as hurt as they are, they're missing a couple players too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something that the team should even feel bad about losing that game, right? So I don't think it'll negatively impact them. What's important is going into that bye and coming out and beating Green Bay. So yeah. that's, that's yeah. what's more important. That's what we got to do. Yeah, that, that division game is a, is a big one. That's a, that's a big one right there. All right, nice levy jersey, Sam. Man, I wore my staff. <laughs> the levy is one of my is my second favorite. So, what way to represent? Bringing it hard. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the video. Put some good music in this time. Oh, you we'll know, see. Oh, oh, I don't know yeah. if that exists. No, you usually do pretty good, but every once in a while, some are better than others. Is all I'm saying. Like, I'm looking for some real good stuff this time. Well, right? you're not a drinker. Right, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> no, he he has like two phones. Like. One of them is perfect for me, and one of them is like, eh, I'm not into that. So usually it's like either I love it or I'm like, eh, whatever. So we'll see. We'll find out what you go with this time. <laughs> All right. All right, take care, guys. I'll look for you in the comment section. <laughs> it's always the place to look. <laughs> All right. Um, another caller. We got him coming on. It's, uh, caller, what's your name? How much you hit so far? Hey, this is me. Yes. Yes. Hey, this is Chris Robbins. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Hey. hey how are you guys? Good. Doing so, doing pretty well so, so far. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been fantastic. I've been partying up over here. Oh yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to talk to you guys real quick, and I wanted to give a shout out on the show to a lot of the people who've been getting a lot of hate from a lot of the fan base. These guys like Devon Kennard. Yeah. There were a lot of people that wanted to cut him in the off season. He got no pressure, and going into this game, I think he was like eighth in pressures. So he's been fantastic. He made that key play on fourth down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tracy Walker, my guy, obviously go read he that story. Balled out on the today. Website if you haven't already, he's been mm-hmm. fantastic for us so far. 
uh, really stepping up with with uh, Gomer Quingon. Um, and then that Kevin Strong passed the fight, and he was a UDFA. And that's just a great move from Bob Quinn to go out and identify these guys after the draft that uh, he thinks can go out and make plays and bring added depth to this team that we haven't had in the past. So even guys like that have been kind of going under the radar. No pressures. I don't know if it was no pressures or no sacks. But no sacks allowed again for our offensive line. Uh, everyone was trade Decker, cut Decker after week one. And, I mean, the Eagles front was fantastic. Yeah. I know they were without Jernigan and, and Lee Jackson, but and that's Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. I mean, we saw what they did in the pack in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So there's a lot of guys on this team that I think we really just need to uh, appreciate a little bit more than we have been and uh, have been doing a lot of great work for us so far. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, this, this, this team's interesting in that we're seeing a lot of production across the board. You know, it's not just our top 22 guys getting it done. You know, like you said, Kevin Strong, um, Nick Bowden had that big first down today. Yeah. I feel like the ball is getting spread around on offense. Uh, you know, basically everybody that's playing is, is touching the ball, um, which is fantastic to see. Um, you know, like you said, Tracy Walker kind of brings something new to this defense that we didn't have last year, which is a safety that we can kind of count on in one-on-one situations. You know, Glover Quinn was fantastic, but he was never a man-to-man safety. You know, he needed to be back there and, and you know, eyeballing the whole field. Um, so I think, you know, this team is finally starting to resemble the team that Patricia wants. And we're starting to see some of the benefits of that for sure. And the other guy, too, is uh, Danny Amendola. I mean, I remember when we first signed him, everyone on Twitter was going berserk. Why are we signing a 33-year-old, 5'10 white guy to be our slot receiver? Like, we need to go out and draft someone, blah, blah, blah. And he had that key catch on third down. I think it was the second-to-last or third-to-last drive. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been that first game, the Arizona game, he came up with a couple of big plays. So he's been under the radar slot valve, too. It hasn't just been... Uh, the tight ends. We've been utilizing Amendola a lot more than I think people expect to come in, too. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yes, sir. 100%. All right. Hey, Chris. I just so, I, yeah. and, and guys, just, just check him out. Chris, what, you're Chris Robbins on uh, Twitter, right? Yep. yep. It's uh, at C underscore Robbins underscore. Yeah. The there, there you go. Check him out. He writes for us all the time. He's got, he, he's got a couple other gigs he's doing, too. Chris does some really, really good stuff, has some great analysis, and is super active in the in the, in the the Slack. So, uh, Chris, thanks for everything, man. Thanks for all you do. And uh, also, One more thing, oh, yeah, too. Sure. I'm, going to be going to, I'm going to be going to the Chiefs game next week. So uh, definitely should be really saying I'll, I'll be coming out with hopefully a lot of stuff about previewing that game and everything, too. So definitely go free to check out the, the website, and I'll be posting articles probably two or three times this week. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right, brother. Be good, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, all right? Have a good one. Yeah, man. Go Lions. Yeah, baby. Go Lions. (laughs) All right. Hey, I need to talk about one thing, uh, Sam, man. Um, This is something new, and I I just released it today. It's uh, in preparation for the um, upcoming Packers game out of the bye week. Um, We we have an FTP shirt (laughs) that you can proudly wear. Anywhere you go, especially if you're going to Lambeau, uh, check out all the colors are available. It's it's pretty it's a pretty sweet shirt. I, I actually I ordered mine before it released just so I could be the first one. But yeah, <laughs> I remember it takes two days to to fulfill, and then I think it's like three days shipping. So uh, 
Get it before the game. You want to be able to wear your FTP shirt at the game. So so get yours and have some fun with it and uh, make sure to, to let those those Lambo cheeseheads know what you think. So, all right, give us a call, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384. Um, John is talking about the, uh, the Lions run blocking and isn't real pleased with how it's been going. Um, how many run yards did we have today? Did you see Sandman? I, I didn't see what the totals were on that. <laughs> Not a lot. I believe more than half of our yards was on that reverse. And, you know, carry on really didn't get it going too great today, but you know, it, it's, it's hard to say, you know, the, the run blocking looked okay. Last week, uh, looked bad against the Cardinals. It looked bad again this week. I almost feel like it's a scheme thing at this point. And, you know, it should hopefully be resolvable. 86. You know, the players themselves look okay. You know, Glasgow and Ragnar look like beasts. They've been getting to second level when they've given the opportunity. And, uh, but yeah, not super, not super ideal. I think carry on was at 2.5 yards per carry at the end of the first half. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, I just checked it. 86 yards. Wingspan one, 80 to 90 nails it. Uh, 86 yards, uh, rushing today. And, um, yeah, you're right. Most of it was on on the play. McKissick got 44 yards, carry on yeah. 36 on the day, uh, with a touchdown. Uh, Ty Johnson only five, which is about C.J. Anderson territory and Stafford one. So we can talk about the run blocking being bad, but this is the second week in a row with no sacks, and the pass blocking has has stood up. And I, I don't want it to have to be an either either or thing, but if I have to pick either or. I want Stafford to stay healthy, <laughs> so I want no sacks. <laughs> that's that's kind of where my head's at. And, uh, yeah, Joe B. in the chat is, is right. We've been playing against some really, really good front sevens, and that's why, I mean, that's one of the reasons that we've, we, especially after last year's offensive line kind of debacles, that's why we've been talking so much about how bad these these first five games are going to be and how hard they were because of those those front sevens that we, we play against are just, you know, murderer's row. And, mm-hmm. um We've been playing well. We've been playing really well. So in that case, I feel okay. But KJ, um, the spin move, the, the Madden spin move is is his move. He does. I don't know how he pulls that out because, like in Madden, when when for years you'd do that and it would be just this out of nowhere spin that was like you know so totally not real like at all. But that's mm-hmm. what he looks like. He looks like the not real spin. I mean, just pull all of a sudden, just, whoop! What? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Carry on. It's a good move. It's it's gotten um, extra yards about every time. Um, he, he's fun to watch. I just can't wait to see him slip uh, some big ones out there. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, you know, in games like today, especially without carry on Johnson, if we had Amir Abdullah back there, we would have had 48 yards rushing, you know, yeah. including the McKissick rush. Yeah. Carry yeah. <laughs> you know, on Johnson was making guys miss two yards behind the line constantly. You know, there's probably six or seven of his rushes where he could have easily went for a loss and gained three. You know, and it's stuff like that that doesn't really show up on the stat sheet, but, you know, it doesn't really help us uh, in the long run. But, you know, those small things can, can, you know, make a second and 12 into a second and eight, you know, much more manageable. So got to be grateful for (laughs) for that, at least in the run game, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, they they look good. Um, Dennis, he spins because the O-line can't block. (laughs) It's more than just that, but yeah. 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 Um, so I think one of the things we talk about the cover and contain defense we've been playing that's probably beneficial against Mahomes again, right? Um, pretty mobile kid can uh, some do do a lot of things if we kind of keep him in that pocket and don't let him 
start making things up. And again, I think that's going to play well against a guy like Rogers too. Instead of all <laughs> these 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 missile shots that miss, um, thinking all the way back to to Lewis Delmas. <laughs> Not only did they miss, they usually hurt, injured their own players. But then, I mean, e- e- even Jared Davis in in his first couple of years was a guy that would shoot past the tackle, blow, blow past the play, and things would, bad things always happened afterward. Um, this idea of kind of containing and creating the space that they have to play in and then trying to break that down is interesting. Deshaun Hand will probably help put some pressure in there, but I like the contain that we've been getting. And that's going to force Mahomes to play a little different game than he normally does and maybe do things in a way that isn't as comfortable for him. So I think that'll work to our advantage. Of course, we're going to want that pressure. Um, what do you think? And looking ahead as far as how we, we play D against these guys and the pressure we're getting on D or not getting, um, Besides, yeah, you know, obviously sacking every play. What do you, what would you like to see change? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's rough, you know. Like uh, so, the, I believe the Lions played almost exclusively man the first two weeks, and then today they were playing a lot more zone, some more zone man concepts, right. uh, some some cover one. Um, first, the Chiefs will be interesting. I don't know if any of our cornerbacks, other than Slay, are really fast enough to play exclusively man-to-man against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think we'll probably end up seeing our safeties back deeper a lot more. We're kind of trying to force them to run the ball uh, and then see what we can do. I definitely don't think we're going to be getting very many sacks or even pressures against Mahomes. But the question becomes, how fast is his own internal clock about getting the ball out? Mm -hmm. You know, Like I said a little bit earlier, Aaron Rodgers – We'll hold the ball for 20 minutes if he's not going to get sacked. He doesn't care. He's waiting for the perfect opportunity. But most quarterbacks don't do that. So if we can force him just to make a few uncomfortable throws, make him make throws where the pocket isn't unclean per se, but is a little tighter than he would want it to be, um, you know, that's kind of what what we've got to hope for is, you know, some – just off kilter enough stuff from the, from the chiefs. You know, I think, you know, if we can get four to five, three and outs in a game, I'll be, you know, that's kind of what I expect out of it. And we'll see how good our offense can look against that. Get some not, hand- not so great defense, <laughs> get some hands on balls. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. One other thing uh, to talk about today, unrelated to that though, yep. is uh, Marvin Jones showing up. And we're lucky he did because that, going back to the Stafford comment I made earlier about some of his balls not coming out as zippy as normal, um, the uh, <laughs> the ball was often very short or um, required a a special kind of catch from Marvin that that maybe he shouldn't have. There was one play he probably could have been gone for six if uh, Stafford hadn't put the ball down at his toes. So hey, we got mm-hmm. a, we got a caller. Caller, uh, what's your name? How many you had so far? Yeah, it's uh, Kevin from San Diego, and I am stone cold sober. Wow. Okay, Kevin, this is good. Um, is this is this a natural state for you, or <laughs> it is actually it's normally what I am? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah, okay. That's, that's good. good. That's, I just checking because you're a Lions fan here, so I just wanted to make sure. We... <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's not easy all the time. Yeah. Um, so just two things. Okay. Uh, one thing is that. You can only you can only beat the teams that you're playing, right? right. And yep. if the other teams you're playing play terrible, that's just kind of the way it goes. Yep. Okay. And we really it's like my whole life the Lions have had a hex on them, and I feel like we're actually hexing other teams. <laughs> you know? We are the trap and game. <laughs> boy, boy, the the Chargers 
and the the uh, Eagles played very badly against us. Um, so if we don't like, what I'll just say is that if we don't, you know, move up in the power rankings a lot this week and everything like that, let's just, you know, let's maybe hold our fire for a little bit. We'll have a chance against Kansas City to show what we are, and um, you know, that's it, it'll be all good after that. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, second, I was. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the the second thing is uh, uh, kind of unrelated, but I am, and, and not like a big Bob Quinn detractor, but I'm you know kind of less than a fan in some ways too. Sure, that's and right. When Bob Quinn came in, he said, "Hey, we have to have a better offensive line. We've got a mediocre offensive line. It's okay to good pass blocking. It's terrible run blocking, and we've got to make it better." So the first year, he pulls out, he says, okay, I'm going to use a first, a third, and a fifth on offensive line. His second year, he says, hey, you know something? That's not getting it done fast enough. I'm going to sign the two biggest free agents ever, the biggest right tackle free agent ever, and the biggest guard free agent ever. I'm going to pay him more than anybody's ever paid those positions, okay? And then the third year, he says, you know, we're still not done yet. We're going to spend a first and a fifth on offensive line. And you know what we have right now? We have a mediocre offensive line that's okay to good pass blocking and terrible run blocking. And I don't, I don't understand how, I mean, with all of those resources spent, I mean, it's just impossible for me to understand how we're not better at it. I'll tell you, and so here's one of the things – and this, I mean, this destroys the definitions of the the, the words. But an average uh, offensive line in the NFL right now is far above average. Offensive lines are are just getting destroyed all over the place, and it's because the athleticism of the defensive players has elevated so much. And and things like holding and um, and um, false starts, none of that's changed, right? So you have these guys with this crazy bend and speed and size and length. Lurching against a position and, and, and a type of position that really hasn't, and rules around the position haven't changed really at all. And um, the defensive player athletically is advancing beyond what the offensive player is. So expending all those resources on the offensive line, imagine had we not. And, and you, you look at a lot of teams that are just, that are just terrified of, of what's going to happen to their quarterback and what does happen to their quarterbacks week to week to week because they've got a, a player or two or three that just aren't that good. Um, I, I, my dream was with all this, this treasure we were throwing at the line was, um, the old, um, what was it, the Cowboys had, what was it? The early two thousands, mid two thousands had mm-hmm. the, the killer offensive line that was unstoppable. Nobody could, could, could thwart them. And, uh, that's since been, you know, fallen apart and gone, but I was really hoping we were going to kind of get into that era with a bunch of young guys that were just super, superstars, but just the defensive talent is just will not will just not let guys on the offensive line. I just, I, I just don't know anywhere that has an above average defensive line. I just can't yeah. think of it off the top. Okay. Of my head. And, but okay. But, but hold on. There are some teams. Okay. That are, that have their really good running back averaging more than three yards a carry. Right. I mean, that exists in the NFL, doesn't it? Because that's where we are right now. We don't, we can't even get, we can't even get a really good running back. Four yards a carry. 
I think it all, it, it comes down to who we're playing and stuff. You know, at the end of the year, we're averaging three yards a carry still, then I'm with you. But at the same time, you can't knock Bob for trying. You know, he signed uh, PFF's highest rated right tackle at the time. He hasn't looked that great here. He hasn't looked horrible, but he's not, you know, world beating. TJ Lang signed here. When he was healthy, he looked good, but couldn't stay healthy. Um, you know, Glasgow's a starter that we got in the third round. Uh, and he he's looked, he's outplayed his, his status. Uh, Ragnow's looked like a first-round center so far this year. Uh, you know, Taylor Decker had that really bad game week one, but other than that, for the most part has been, you know, average to above average. And for, you know, some teams getting a left tackle that, you know, I forget where we got him in the twenties, but, um, you know, getting a tackle in the first round is not always a for sure thing for a lot of teams too. You know, you've, and let me, and, it's, and, and it's Kevin, rough, I, you I, give I don't want to, sorry, Sam, I didn't mean to jump yeah. on either, but I, I just, I don't want to be. Too Kool Aid drinky here, right? But remember the, the the lines we've played against so far in the Cardinals with Suggs and uh, the, the the Chargers and with with Bosa and the Eagles. They got Fletcher. I mean, you've you've got three sets of defensive um, front seven that are really, really, really good. Okay, so I'm kind of judging a little bit here based on how how good the competition has been. Um, let's talk about this again. Say after week nine. All right, let's get a couple more data points in the book and see how they do against lines like the Giants and the Raiders. Um, you know, let's see how they do against some other lines that maybe aren't as good as what you're seeing in uh, in the teams we played so far. And and I will absolutely hop on board with you um, after that. Does that sound fair? You know, you know something. And it's, it's a good point. It's fair enough. It's it's going to be disappointing because if because tell you something, our division games. All of those guys are just as good as any team that we've faced. And it's going to be, you know, it's, you know, maybe it just ends up being rough to be in the NFC Central. I think it's probably, you know, I think it's the best division top to, you know, top to bottom in the NFL. And maybe it just yep. ends up that it's, you know, just kind of sucks to be us for, you know, for this period. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's, uh, you know, fair enough. We have, we have not had easy matchups. All right. So let's, let's talk again soon. Okay. And then we'll see a couple more data, but it's hard this and I always think back to the the one we did where we got this AI expert on the show. It was like a year and a couple months ago, and um, we're talking about you know how do you how do you use machine learning or uh, artificial intelligence to kind of start predicting and and you know what plays to use and what times and stuff. And they were doing it with basketball because you could pull a lot of data because there's so many games and plays and so on. But with only 16 games a year, it gets real hard to get the, enough data to really be able to map things out like that. And and, and I kind of start thinking about things like that. Like, oh, yeah, we are three games in, right? We're almost a quarter of the way through the season. But, boy, we've got a kind of outlier set of games we played here. And by the time you get enough data, it's it's often too late to make an adjustment based on what's mm-hmm. really going on. So um, it's, 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 it'll be interesting to watch. All right, go Lions. All right, brother. We'll talk go to Lions. you. All right, thanks for calling, Kevin. Yes. So so to go back to his first point a little bit, I was thinking about this earlier, you know, during the game that, you know, like the missed face mask, the, you know, the, the stuff that went our way, you know, we've had a few games like that in the past that, you know, seemingly things have kind of gone our way, but for the most part, (laughs) we've been on the other end of that. And it's kind of an interesting thing. It almost feels like a football karma in a way, right? And it, it feels like, yeah, it feels like sometimes 
you know, coaching staffs and the players themselves can kind of bring certain things onto teams. And this year, you know, so far, it doesn't feel like the same old lines at all in that regard. You know, it's, uh, you know, we're just so used to losing because of those moments. Yep. And, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. How many teams got to win because we played bad or we, we dropped a pass in the end zone. You know, when, when, when another team does it against us, you know, fans, I think are going to be likely to say, Oh, well we beat bad teams. Oh, well they were really banged up. Yep. But at the end of the year, nobody's going to care. What we're going to look at is our record. Yep. Not how we won those games, but. I got to quote Joey from the chat real quick, and then we'll take this call. Uh, he said, LOL, this guy's stone sober, but high AF. <laughs> good, good, good. Hey, caller, how you doing? Uh, what's your name, and how many have you had so far? Yeah, I think you're talking to me, right? Yeah, that's you, brother. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I've, <laughs> irresponsibly, I've had way too much to drink. Uh, <laughs> uh but I wanted to uh, divert the conversation to the defense. I think we had a tough time at the beginning of the game, or at least the first half. And it seems like they were just threading, threading the needle through our, our defense. But then after, you know, at the end of the game, you know, it was the defense that actually came through and won the game for mm-hmm. us, which is usually not the case. You know, usually we would all be, you know, really stressful, you know, at that time of the game. But, I, I'm starting to feel really confident in the defense, and I wanted to get you guys' take on on that. So what do you guys take on the defense for this game? Yeah, so I think that this is the first defense that I remember seeing as a Lions fan, you know, Lions team, um, that the system and the plays are consistently solid. They are never in that bad of a defense, you know, you never catch them, uh, you know, playing cover zero versus five wide receiver all of a sudden, you know, there's, there's never any crazy breakdown like that. And so when we do see breakdowns, generally I feel like it's a a player issue, you know? uh, So like Darius Slay gave up that really long first pass in the game where he like broke down onto a shorter route and just left his guy wide open. You know, that's not by scheme. That was just Darius making an oops. But I feel more confident in this. Yeah, <laughs> I feel more confident in this team as a whole defensively because the staff seemingly has them in decent to excellent position at all times. You know, we never see bad defensive calls, and it kind of sets us up for success in situations like this. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one of the things that stands out about the defense, and, and you're right about the the defense winning games. It felt a little bit like the offense has been trying to lose some games because late they're not able to get that kind of execution. They're not able to keep that, and they're trying to wear out the defense. I know they're not trying to, but it's it's what seems to be happening here. But one of the things about the defense that I think um, we haven't talked a lot about today is the turnovers they're forcing. And 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 with all this the stuff, and we can talk about the officials if we want. But there's one point in the game that I, I think stands out where the officials did it absolutely correctly. Because it was that fumble that we mm-hmm. we, we, we uh, recovered that Jared Davis punched out. Um, you you watch that play. The, you look at the refs afterwards. They're like, I don't know what the fuck happened. You could tell just how they huddled. Everyone's like, Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? No one saw it. And they're like, Well, what the hell do we do? And they did it right. They said we're going to call it a fumble and a recovery, and he's down there because they know they can clear that up in the replay 
right? They can't clear mm-hmm. up the yardage and everything else of the fumble afterwards. So right. they did that right, and that 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 was a lot. That was a big deal for us because um, it, it was a turnover. And old Lions, it just feels like they wouldn't have gotten that call. The rest would have screwed it up, <laughs> throwing a 10-second runoff along the way somewhere, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> this one was uh, they got it right, and, and they did. They've gotten a number of really good turnovers this game, and that's something this Lions team hasn't done for years so I think in that way the Lions are are, are doing well, and I I am a, a real subscriber to the idea that this is a team that um, improves over time and builds and learns every week. And I think we're seeing that right. We're seeing that in how they played. They weren't gassed today, even though they it was it was kind of hot there, and they were um, they were playing hard and playing a lot in the end at the end of the third. Um, they played better. They played stronger. They just were a better team overall than they were last game and the game before. And so um, I think we got a lot to look forward to with this defense so far. I, I, I go back to the offensive side of the ball, though, and their inability now, three games in, fourth quarter, got to really be able to play that four-minute offense and own the clock and, 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 and give your defense a break. They did at one crucial time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't been able to do that consistently, and, and that's something I'm going to be worried about until I see it happen. And I think that's really the difference between us being able to really blow out a team and and eke out a win right now. So, look, the trajectory is good. We're drawing some dots here now over the years. You think about where we were at this point last year. Actually, we're really happy because we beat the, the Patriots. But if you think about where we were at this point last year, right, we're in a much, much better position, and the trajectory of this team is is definitely looking up. So defense is good, and, and I, I am certain they're going to get better. Is that a fair answer? <laughs> I just thought it was okay, Chris. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, we got another caller. Uh, caller, what's your name and uh, how many you had so far? Uh, my name is Todd, and I haven't had any. I had family stuff today, so I got to be sober today. No, that's good, man. This is <laughs> this is that we're 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 in for a good call. I know it. The guy cares about his family and uh, stayed sober for the Lions. You're a tough. You're a tougher man than I. thanks thanks look i'm just uh i'm happy they got a one they got a win we play so many other games where we screw it up at the end we get the penalties everything goes against us um it's just really feels really good for them to get a win but what i wanted to talk about and ask you guys about was how about this play action offense with stafford it seems to be perfect for him like i love watching this offense right now especially the play action i mean carry on i feel like the defenses know that he can break one at any moment so they've got to keep an eye on him of course he doesn't have over 100 yards rushing but they've got to keep an eye on the guy and this opens up that play action offense which is just like fantastic yeah no i i think you're right it's this offense really really seems to fit stafford well and it's funny you go from from line and 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 just really quick side um I like Jim Schwartz. You see him on the sideline. I really like him as a coach. I don't like him while we're playing against him. I, I, you know, when he had his his time here, I think he was the best guy at the right time for the team at that time, right? I don't want him as a head coach, but I really, really like Jim Schwartz. I think he's great. I think he could have shot in the NFL again. So it, it, it that that aside, um, I forgot my fucking point. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> so, so I'll I'll, I'll grab please, this point. please, please, Chris. Um, you know, I think. Bevel taking a year off was really good for Bevel and in turn has been really good for the Lions. I think that uh, as soon as he was hired here, I think he spent a lot of time watching 
Stafford's good years, let's put it. Um, the 2011s, the 12s, the 13s that maybe weren't, you know, the best ever. 2011 was obviously great, but it kind of showed what Stafford was comfortable with, what he liked. And I think for the last couple of years, Stafford wasn't in an offense that fit him very well. You know, and uh, we were paying him a ton of money to check down and to throw screens and to, you know, we wouldn't see him open up until late in the game. And that was part of a problem that we were having. I think that Bevel saw what Stafford was best at, which is play action, turn, turn around, make quick decisions, have his guys in intermediate routes, you know, 10 to 20 yards down the field. You know, Stafford can zing those balls in there and has kind of molded the offense around that. And I'm pretty excited about what I've seen from Bevel so far. Obviously, there's bad plays all over the place. You know, it happens. That's just part of NFL football. But overall, I think that for being a first year with Bevel and Stafford, this has looked very, very good. You almost never see first-year people come in together and make this, you know, look this seamless, you know, barring the, you know, timeout thing. but. Beyond that, I think the play calling has been pretty awesome. You know, right up Stafford's alley. Yeah, I, I remember my point. Yeah, now. I agree. At the <laughs> at the beginning of the year, I was really excited to watch the defense because of the defensive line, which I'm sort of kind of a little iffy about right now. Yep. True. But now I'm more excited to watch the offense. It's not the defense. I'm more excited to watch the offense play. So it's interesting how that changes. See, but anyways, I'm a big fan of the show. Been uh, listening to the podcast since. Case passed out. Um, <laughs> yeah, San Diego, the San Diego broadcast when Amir Abdullah had his first touchdown. He passed it on the air, yeah. and I was like, "This is a podcast for me." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, bro. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, congrats All on right. being a good Take family care. guy and taking care of this, yeah. man. Have a good one. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Take right. care. We'll see you, bro. All right, I got to make my point because I remember it now. <laughs> I think Bevel, when he looked at this, right, you go back to the Linehan days when uh, Stafford was was just killing it, right, five thousand yard season, the whole thing, and um, Jim uh, Jim Caldwell Kate was was brought in to kind of fix things, and I he, he he didn't. I mean, he sure there's things that he helped Stafford with, but I think one of the things he tried to do is turn him into more of a Peyton mold kind of passer. And I don't think that's that's who Matthew Stafford is. I think Matthew Stafford gets his energy from a little bit more jazz than classical, right? Mm-hmm. Um he he likes a speed kind of thing in the game. Jim Bob Cooter slowed everything down as if he couldn't trust him or didn't believe that he could make you know make the reads or whatever. Um it, Stafford gets his energy and gets his flow from a game that moves and being able to make decisions and things happening. And if you try to slow it all down and make him stand there, he overthinks. That's just my, that's my, that's my thinking. And I think Bevel saw that. Especially you think about what, how they ran the comebacks, right? How well he did in the, in the seasons when that was exactly what he was doing. Um, I think Bevel saw that. And I think Bevel has built and, and altered his thinking of an offense around uh, Matthew Stafford's strength in that way, and and really playing to his strength, and that's what we're seeing with with the team on offense this year. So I'm I'm very very pleased with with how things are working, and I think we'll uh, we'll continue to get better. Um, we have a call again, caller. What's your name, and how many have you had so far? I don't drink. Good for you. And my name's Joseph. How you I'm doing, from Joseph? Indiana. How's life in Indiana today, my wow. man? That's pretty warm, nice, warm, sunny day. Good stuff. Good stuff. And the Lions won, so you know. It makes it even better, right? My thought, yes, it does. My thought was 
more on, you know, we always talk about how the winds look sloppy and how they gave it to us, but isn't that kind of how it works when you have players of equal talent going against each other? They tend to, somebody folds, and that's how the game has changed. Yeah, a winning team tends to make a losing team look bad, right? Uh, Unless you have some Mm -hmm. crazy turnaround, but then the turnaround, you know, they look bad. Um, These teams, we like to think as as fans that you know we kind of over i think often overstate our team or or drastically understate i think that's just that's the the schizophrenia of a lions fan base <laughs> but um i think the you know you you walk in and you really really you get that hype going on game day but you forget the other team gets a say and um if they look bad that's a good team makes a, bad, a, a another good team look bad when they when they take the win away so absolutely i think i don't want to overstate you know, and, and I don't want other people to overstate either that, you know, oh, well, like we heard from the announcers during the game and after that the, the uh, Eagles lost the game rather than the, the Lions won. Right. And I don't I think it's a it's a bullshit mm-hmm. statement. I think this, the Lions went out and did what they had to to win this week. They did it last week and they almost mm-hmm. did it against the Cardinals. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, and people couldn't keep it. <laughs> yeah. And people need to remember that the Eagles and Chargers were both playoff teams last year. Yeah. You know, these aren't teams that are that far removed from success. We're not talking about the Giants or anybody like that. <laughs> so to me, you, you take wins when you can take them. You know, it, it, who cares how, you know, we'll care about how this looks if, if it continues to carry on. So if, if we look bad next week and we lose to the Chiefs 58 to three, you know, then maybe we'll have some discussions, but you know, a win's a win in my book, just like I'm you said. I'm not really looking forward to next week's game, I'll be honest. <laughs> you know, what? I think what would be the most hurtful is if they had the game and gave it away in the fourth. That's probably the one way that they could damage what they've got now as far as the faith in the team. I think people aren't expecting them to win next week. But if all of a sudden that hope gets built up to the point where, oh, my God, they could win, and then expect expectations are dashed at the last, the last minute – I think that's that's where the SOL thing is going to come back and and people are going to lose. I just I just really you know the team this year is showing that they're not giving up and they've got the resiliency to to pull games out they didn't before and I just want the fans. I want the fans. I thought it was pretty shitty of the Eagles fans to be booing when they were. It was halftime and they were only down by 10. And you saw Carson Wentz's dad screaming going to the commercial the one time. Uh, <laughs> um, you just you just don't. You, that's not a that's that's a, a fan base. Um, they didn't help their team. We'll put it that way. And I think this is a Lions team that's probably they've got some confidence and they got a lot of confidence, but it's probably still a little fragile and uh, it needs needs the fans' help. And we need to turn those home games into home games. We can't turn those into away games where they have to fight the fans as well. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I just want us to see us play a professional football game next week and not a college one. That go. is all I want to see happen. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're you're exactly as, right. As in like score and yep. I yep. Would, I'd love a high scoring game. I'd love to see like a a forty two to thirty five, even if it's a forty two thirty five loss. Right, that would build. But that's so a professional much. game. Yeah, uh, yeah, a college game ends up seventy to twelve. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at Ohio yeah. State, right? Six <laughs> six touchdowns in a quarter. <laughs> I think we can all agree with you on that. We, <laughs> we don't need that. Oh man! All right. Well, hey, thanks for the call, man. I really appreciate it. And um, let's let's we'll get this. We got another week. We got a. It's going to be a tough week. I just hope folks come out next week feeling good about the team overall. Um, 
And no matter what happens, win, lose, or draw, draw is just fine too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much for calling. Mm-hmm. You can join us too. Uh, 248-782-8384. Um, we're a little over an hour in, so we're gonna we're gonna start taking the last of the calls here and uh, and start winding it down and get into some some other football going on. I see the Saints games going. I hope Will Lutz uh, hooks me up with about a hundred million kicking points because my my fantasy <laughs> team needs it. I'm watching Saquon Barkley walk off with two trainers right now. That's not looking good for. Ooh. My fantasy team, or for him? Oh no, that's uh, that's not what I'm. Uh, you hate to see the stars have something like that happen. All right, it was a call, and uh, and we'll we'll take you. We'll, we'll talk to you. Let's see. Got to talk about Seat Geek and Amazon and Fanatics. How do you do all those things? You go to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Anytime you want to do your Amazon shopping, if you want to get your Lions gear, your state gear, your mission gear. I don't know if you're a Ohio State fan, they seem to be humping the dog pretty good this year. You go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. And, uh, of course, there's also, if you're looking for tickets for anything, if it's uh, if you want to go see a comedy routine, you want to go see uh, the ballet, you want to see a concert, whatever, ticks, tix.detroitlionspodcast.com. They're easy ones, three easy ones, Amazon, Fanatics, or ticks at Detroit, detroitlionspodcast.com. And you get all those things, and every one of them works the same way. They, uh, they know that we sent you there, and uh, it throws a... Uh, a cookie up there. You go straight to the page. There's no funny stuff in between. And they just give us a cut of the total. Don't give the man all that money. Make the man cough some back to your favorite podcast and help support the show by doing something you're going to do anyway. All right. Got that done. All right. So any final thoughts on the game, Sam, man, what do we got to do looking into next week? And then from next week into the buy, what do you, how do you want to go into the buy? I mean, you don't want to go in losing an ugly game here, right? Yeah. You know, I think it's a hard one because Every game on our schedule, I think, is winnable at this point. I wouldn't wouldn't put us past even beating the Chiefs next week. But it, it it's one of those games that I think I'm trying not to get too many hopes up about it because the Chiefs are the Chiefs. You know, they've obviously lost before, and uh, maybe Patricia can come up with something fancy here. But I think at the beginning of the year when we looked at the schedule, two wins was good. Three wins was crazy. Uh, you know, yeah. early on. Um, and I think that, you know, at two and a half wins, we're right in the middle, right nope. where we're supposed to be. Nobody would have predicted it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, you know, personally, I thought that we were losing the next five. I thought we were going to go oh five and one to be completely honest, just looking at this the way it was. So to me, um, we're, we're kind of good at this point. I think whatever happens with the Chiefs, you know, I think the Packers are a tough game, but we always play the Packers well. Yeah. You know, they haven't beaten us recently. You know, they've got a really bad record against us. I think we've kind of got their number, so we'll see if that can continue. And I think the rest of our, yep, I think the rest of our schedule kind of works out in our favor. You know, we've got a bunch of teams that, uh, you know, aren't looking so hot right now. And if we can keep doing what we've been doing and win the games the way we're supposed to win them, you know, we might be looking at a playoff berth for the first time in a long time. That's right. All right. Hey, caller, what's your name? How many ahead so far? Uh, my name's Chip. Um, I live in Colorado, so I'm, I'm about uh, 
three bong hits and four craft beers. I'm good to go. <laughs> now, the, the bong hit to craft beer ratio is a little out there. I, I expect probably that'll even out here shortly. I do it, man. <laughs> yeah, t- today was one of those ones where you definitely need a calming influence. That was pretty nutty today. So. Yeah. Ripping them hard well, at the end of that game. Wonder- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, first of all, I just want to tell you guys, I just stumbled onto your podcast this year, and I'm pretty much uh, had my fill of the whole negative thing all the time. So I really appreciate you guys put out a different vibe than the, some of yeah. the other outlets. Thanks, man. Um, but that. as far as the, my question goes, I was just wondering if, and I haven't heard anything more on Slay other than seeing them go off the field. Does this in any way uh, affect maybe us looking at Ramsey? I think at this point, I think Ramsey's price is too high because I think the Jaguars priced him out because they, they know if, if a team is crazy enough to trade two firsts for him, then, you know, the everybody's happy, I guess, in that scenario. But I don't think the Lions are in a position to trade that much, that much capital. Um, and even if Slay's out for a game, um, you know, they kind of have to trust the guys that they've got behind him. You know, Mike Ford looked okay. The one thing I would say is that any team with a ton of speedy wide receivers, uh, it makes me nervous, which is what Kansas City does and has. But, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I, th- I think Ramsey's kind of out for the Lions. I, you know, I, okay. I, I, I liked it at the time and, you know, see what they do with it. But, you know, I, I will, yeah. I'm going to slightly disagree. And, and, and this is interesting for me because. Not a big Ramsey mm-hmm. fan, right? Not a big fan of the kind of diva nature and the and all the stuff that goes yeah. with it, right? And yeah, I, th- I could do without that as well. I thought the Lions would be like, eh, I can stay away with it or stay away from that. Um, character's okay. been an important part for the team. But now I, I, I kind of look a little bit at what where we are as a team and how we perform so far. And if I'm sitting there in the front office, I'm like, you know, this might be the start of the run. This might be the start of the year for this team. Um <laughs> uh, Slay has not necessarily been the Slay that we wanted. Talked about that a little bit earlier in the show. That maybe he um, he was going for that money early because he feels like maybe the tank is a little lighter in gas than than we had thought it was, and he's trying to get that guaranteed cash now so he doesn't have to worry about it. Maybe after a year or you know, it's all playing. Um, yeah. The other thing about Ramsey is I thought that would be that wouldn't play well with Slay, right? I thought there might be a conflict having two kind of number one guys out there. And uh, it, it may be, you know, Slay may feel threatened by it. But I got to tell you. That's an interesting angle. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, looking with Slay's injury and what um, just how he's been playing. And I know he had the interception last week. I know he picked up the ball this week. Totally good stuff. But he, he's been beat in, in a couple of spots that he's just not playing like the Slay we know. I'm more inclined to start leaning towards that Ramsey thing if you can work out the right kind of deal. So we'll see. I don't want to give up a first-round pick. I, I really don't want to give away a first-round pick for anybody. We we see what what's happened with the Bears when they ran after Trubisky uh, and what that did for them. Uh, and then Mac. I mean, yeah. I don't think they've picked in the first round since, like, 1946. Uh, <laughs> and, and they're just not the team that they thought they would be. So there's always a risk in doing that. But I, I would say, you know, the chances are higher now maybe than they were earlier. Leave it at that. Yeah. And objectively speaking, I mean, I mean, Quinn's Quinn's picks have been pretty good. So, um, you know, like it's not just throwing it and throwing it away. If you keep it, keep that pit potential pick. So. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a great, right. uh, a great look. Somebody put a list together and I'm going to have to find it. And I was, I was going to tweet it, but it's a comparison, a, a list of all the picks he's had 
over um, the last couple years. And when you look at it like that, um, yeah, Tease was a was was a bad a bad deal. Fine, I, I can go with that. But um, the, yeah, the, the rest of them, it lined up. I mean, you're looking at a lot of really really good stuff out of Bob Quinn and some some great work. I'm just I'm I'm high on Bob Quinn's drafts right now and i think uh giving up those picks and taking that uh taking that away from him is probably not the best way to to to, to deal with things so but you do need a yeah, you I'm need high, a number I'm, one guy i'm high on them too no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> you know if thanks you... a million uh, and again i love your show i'm gonna go ahead and get off and let you guys wrap up i know you wanted to get out of there so right. thanks a lot yeah no thank you man i appreciate have it have a good one hey you know um one of the things he, he talked about the vibe and i i want to be um you know, we, we, I don't want to say, you know, look, we're, we're positive about the team. I've been around a long time. I was, I remember when we drafted Billy Sims, right? <laughs> and then when Billy got hurt, I've seen a lot of ups and downs of this team. the whole Barry era, watched every game, been to a bunch of games with, with him. And, and I said it really, really early in the podcast, uh, the Silverdome. The best blowjobs I ever got was walking in and out of the Silverdome, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, um, been a Lions fan and and watching the Lions for a long time. There's this is a different vibe from this organization. It is in a different place since Martha took over, and you see the front office changes, you see the players changes. I just that's why I keep telling people don't don't fall into that old trap. I'm I'm happy if I'm wrong, and you can tell me you know in a year or two we can really evaluate it and know know better. I just don't think that uh, the Lions deserve their hate right now, even even including all the history before the people are there that now they don't they don't deserve the the misery for the people that came before them. So that's kind of why my vibe is where it's at right now. I'm, I'm, I'm positive on this team and I see the right, the right kind of trajectory. So, all right. We had one other person trying to call. Um, we'll give you a chance here for one second. And if uh, we don't do it, we will wrap this thing up. Um, Stafford throwing short. Um, that's one to watch, man. I Marvin, Marvin Jones was a couple of times in a great position and open to catch a ball and it was at his toes. There was the one that hit the dirt before it got to Marvin. Of course he was, uh, he was thrown across his body. Stafford was running, thrown across the body. That's, that's forgivable. I totally see that. But if you rewatch the game, which I know I will, there's a lot of throws that just were at uh, Marvin's feet that could have helped. He could have helped him. Matthew could have helped him a lot by getting that ball up in his, uh, in the bread basket and leading him a little so he could uh, take it, take it for some yak. Not a lot of yak this game, I don't believe. I will go no. revisit those stats for to to confirm. But uh, that that some of that comes from those those passes. Oh my God, I almost forgot. I gotta tell you, Peter von Panda, youtubecom slash Peter von Panda, and 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 not just to talk about his his great channel, but he sent me. Um, damn it, I don't have it with me. I'm gonna have to put it on the on the Tuesday video. He sent me a Lions watch, you know, the, the official like watches for the teams. And he sent it to me. He said, I just wanted to give this as a gift for the Lions finally playing a full 60 minutes of football <laughs> <laughs> after the game last week. Peter Von Panda, YouTube.com, Peter Von Panda. Uh, check him out. It's a, it's a great, great, great channel. Um, I'm going to get some cuts on the channel on, on Tuesday's show because there's some, some really funny stuff. He does awesome reviews. Anything you want to know about, check him out before you buy. He's got it from, from phones to, um, God, anything, any, it's, it's, it's an eclectic mix of the, a pen that can write right up in space, upside down, whatever, like from the Seinfeld episode, he's got it all. He's got a great, uh, bounce of, of comedy stuff as well. Uh, check him out. It is youtube.com slash Peter Von Panda, and uh, he is awesome. He is always around doing his thing and doing our thing. Oh, thank you very much. Look who came up. Vanna White. Vanna White shows up. (laughs) Thank you, baby. With 
the watch itself. <laughs> oh, right? fancy. It's, it's the real, real deal Lions thing. You play 60 minutes, look what you get. <laughs> All right, Peter Von Panda, good stuff. All right, uh, I'm not seeing the call come in. I think we're going to we're gonna call it a week. Sam, man, thank you very much. You're here for all the away games, right? I am. Oh, that's awesome, I am. man. That is awesome. All right, remember, we need your involvement. Use the comments of summer to give us your feedback. Let, you, let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate all those. Also on Patreon, don't forget, help support us. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. And uh, for as little as a dollar a month in the donation, you get access to the Slack. And it is, not even joking, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. You will be happy you joined us. Uh, also, Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast, and on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see Sandman with no pants on. Pantaloonis. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, or on the Lions line, 929 Lions. It's 929 Be sure to go to com and subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your little box. Automagically, <laughs> we will scream about how great that fullback was this week and and ongoing. Thank you for tuning in, and we're gonna see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that! How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. Smell the roses instead of pissing in the garden all the time.